Hello and welcome to Form the Rookery, a podcast all about a life following Watford Football Club. And our life for the last 10 years has been dictated to, sorry, has been run by, no, has been guided by the Pozzo family. We are celebrating the 10th anniversary of the Pozzos turning up at WD18. And we're going to do one of our special draft podcasts where we get to pick a team in various different guises from various different rules that I set up. With me this evening is Mike. Most of our podcasts are drafts in as much as they should never be published. (laughs) Geordie's with us. Hello, everyone. And Jason. Good evening. Uh, and also DCW. Hello. So this is my, you know, we, we said this, this celebration sort of of this, this anniversary we're having at the moment of the Pozzos as uh, the owners of Watford for 10 years. It, it is the second best era in Watford's history, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, and it's almost perfectly coincided with the with the podcast. So it's, it's what stuff we've had to document. And I often do take a minute just to look back and think about, especially last year when we were struggling for happy memories, <laughs> looking back on, on what's happened. There really has been the good, the bad, the ugly, and the completely barking mad, hasn't there? It's just been a roller coaster. Um but genu- generally, really, really enjoyable. As football supporters, supporting a club the size of Watford, the size of Watford, with the history of Watford, to have what we've had for the last decade or so has been pretty incredible, I reckon. For you, DCW, what are the, the biggest moments that you sort of enjoyed? What's your biggest moment in your life over the last 10 years? I've missed most of them. <laughs> <laughs> What's the best moment you missed? <laughs> the, the semi-final for me but actually trumps the Dini goal just in terms of where I was and how, even though the Dini goal was just an amazing, an amazing thing against Leicester, I was on my own in my bedroom uh, watching it on my laptop. So there's only so mad you can go. But watching the semi-final comeback and win against Wolves, I was in New York in a basement bar um, opposite the Empire State Building with about... 40 other Watford fans who happened to find themselves in that city at that time. And, um, yeah, I couldn't speak for about three days afterwards. Jason, what about you? The, the, is it the, you know, when you look back at the last 10 years, with everything that happened this year, are you looking back more fondly in the more recent, as in last the Premier League years? Or, or do you have a, a love of those first couple of seasons where we we're sort of still finding our pots so feet yeah probably a bit of everything i think we've said it before opening up the uh, from the rookery and phrase book on page three football's all about <laughs> moments um and there's sort of been several moments and obviously dave's talked about the uh um sort of the the, the semi-final the the, the dini go i missed i was i was in a car driving a couple of uni mates back from having been up snowden time that badly but then there's things like for example, I was thinking about it the other day, the, the goal that Tom Cleverley scored to beat Arsenal in the dying seconds. Mm. And just what a moment that was. In the context of the bigger picture, it means bugger all, because, yeah, <laughs> it didn't really matter in terms of position. Marco Silva disappeared off the face of the earth not long after that. Um, but as a as a moment to get excited just to enjoy that was that was an amazing feeling just just yeah that the, the comeback and the and the sort of last minute winning goal against one of the big six that's that's not Watford of old is it that 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 was new Watford and that was yeah enjoyable very enjoyable that moment for me was it felt like we'd made it because we'd had such an amazing start to the season we beat that team and it felt like the rest of the season was going to go on to be amazing it didn't it didn't quite go there we're not going to be picking managers in this uh, draft Geordie but who's your third 
favourite manager? Because I suspect the favourite manager is probably going to be Javi. And your second favourite manager is probably going to be Slav. Um, if you'd asked me my favourite manager, it would probably have been Slav. Okay. Uh, I now need to sort through... Um, <laughs> I need a, basically a quantum computer to basically sort through the amount of what for managers in the time I now to think. Who's my third favourite? Uh, it's funny. I mean, like they've all got they've all got their quirks, haven't they? Yeah. I mean, you can you look at the the contrast between Zola and Sonino. One was kind of like you know your friendly you kind can't of pick mate, Sinino. and then Sonino. No, no, but Sonino, <laughs> but Sonino was you know he was. Um, he, he, had, he, had a, he was a character I think you know the whole thing with the pots is now we look back but at the time we didn't know what was coming so the, the fun of Zola and the idea that we had Zola managing us it's almost like it was tw- well however many years it was like a dozen years after we thought we were getting that with Viali when we had like an Italian yeah. guy who was going to come in and, and do this and take us forward it took us it took us you know a dozen years to kind of get the one we needed and he, kicked, and he kind of kicked it off didn't take us up but gave us gave us you know, the, like the Dini goal that uh, DCW mentioned. So, my third favourite manager, goodness me, uh, I think I think Zola because I think in the Premier League is always the ones that kept us up, like Kike first time round. We're trying to keep it. Obviously, the last fifteen or thirty <laughs> managers, obviously in the last three years, um, they're not them. I would say yeah, probably Zola. Yeah, I thought you were going to say uh, Walter Mazzari, but uh, <laughs> maybe that's just me, my sick ways. So in this draft, uh, it's going to work. It's, it's quite simple, sort of. Uh, each of our managers, Geordie, Jason, Mike, and DCW, will take it in turns to pick from the players who made their debut for Watford during the Pozzo era. You'll probably see many here, lots of shufflings of papers, tapping of keyboards, as they make their way through a spreadsheet that I've created. It is not a definitive spreadsheet. It's just my spreadsheet, and it's the one we're working off. I've never said this. In 13 years of, of doing the podcast, I've never said this. It's a very podcasty thing to say. If you'd like to see this document, the link will be in the show notes. I've n- we've never put anything in the show notes. It's a little description of what we do, but there'll be a link to this sheet. So if you want to play this at home with your friends, you can. Or at least you can follow along. Uh, and there are several categories we're going to do. Uh, previously, I've given you quotas. Like you had to have a certain number of players from the 90s, a certain number of players from the noughties, that sort of stuff. There isn't. But I am going to, at certain points, tell you when, or I will tell you what sort of pick you have to do from a certain category. Um, the order will be Geordie, Jason, Mike, DCW, but then it will be DCW, Mike, Jason, Geordie, which is the traditional draft format. Who were the first debutants, Mike, for the Pozzos? There were three I can possibly give you. Can you name one? No, two of them. Oh, my God. <laughs> no, probably not. Have a go! Um, someone like Joel Ekstrand? No. Was that against Wickham? Are you counting the... Well, Wickham was the, the first game. game. Wickham was the first competitive game. But I'd give you it in terms of the Crystal Palace, which was the first league game. So that first... And that's quite yeah, I mean, a You'd be clue. incorrect, but sure. I've got two of them, because two of them scored, I think, Abdi yeah. and Vidra. Yes, correct. Vidra didn't start the Crystal Palace game. He did start the game against Wickham. One more. Who, who can tell me the, the other debutante from that first game against Wickham? Was it... Uh, I say Almunia. Yeah. Almunia? Almunia? It was Almunia, correct, Amondo. And who was the last, Geordie, who was the last person to debut, debutante? I've, I've erased <laughs> <laughs> the, the recent uh, thing. What, lots of last player to play for Watford. So, who someone must have played? Did anyone? No, because Roy wouldn't bring any young players on, would he? No. 
So, who was he? Would it be Kalou? Correct, Jason. It was Samuel Kalou against Everton. So, they were the last person uh, so far uh, to uh, make a debut for Watford. Fingers crossed, there'll be a few more debuts when it comes to the new season, kicking off at the end of July with big old Rob Edwards. And by the way, thank you to everyone who's listened to that podcast that we did with Rob. Um, we're not calling him Mr. Edwards. That's too formal. Not calling him Gaffer. No, he's Rob. Um, and we'll sure we'll come up with another nickname for him at some point or another. So, let, let's crack on. The first pick is a centurion, a player that has played more than 100 games for Watford. And it's quite a list. It is quite a list. We have Akichianya, Alman Abdi, Etienne Capu, Heredio Gomez, Abdullah Decore, but just missing out. Actually, two players that are in it, which I, 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 if any of you pick them, I'll give you extra points. Daniel Pudil played 108 games, according to my uh, thing. And Andre Gray, 113. Um, the man who just missed out, though, on 100 games, literally, was the great Odi Nigalo. So he can't be part of this pick now. So you've got to pick somebody who has played more than 100 games for Watford. Jordy, you are A, uh, so you get to go first. I consoled with Eli. <laughs> we are around my house, and Eli was looking through the, the list, making his picks, What's he? Who's he picked? Well, he's picked who I was going to pick anyway. <laughs> who is the, in my view, the best player under the in the Pozzo era and the player who's played the most games, which is quite nice, is Etienne Capou. Very good, Jason. Who are you going for your first pick? So playing central midfield, of course. Where are you picking, Jason, for your first player, but the one who's played a century of, over a century of games, Watford? Uh, that's funny because I also consulted Eli <laughs> before you <laughs> arrived. Uh, and I did say, well, I will pick Etienne Capou if Geordie doesn't pick Aurelio Gomez. Oh, Dave. I, I, <laughs> I just because I, just, I know how much Dave loves Aurelio Gomez this is FTRE podcast draft bingo if anyone's got DCW makes the noise of disappointment as someone picks a player <laughs> that he wanted to pick that can be ticked off Michael your third so any player that's played over it's on the screen over there Michael they're all the names of all the players that made over 100 I've uh, got a nice little filing system filter system on it so any of those players you can pick uh, for this point now. It's a shame Pudil missed out. Isn't it? No, he's there. Pudil's there. 108. I'm going to go with him, you know. <laughs> I've, got a real, I've got a real soft spot for Dan Pudil because he, for me, embodies those early years under, under the Pozzo regime and it, at a time when it felt quite new, quite exciting. There's quite a lot of possibilities out there. And Dan Pudil felt like he still got Watford, if that makes sense. It was all happening quite quickly. The team was changing. But he felt to me like someone who, I don't know, I just had a connection with him. Yeah. So thinking, just thinking back of the whole piece of the Pozzo era, Dan Pudil always, always sticks out for me. I still follow him on social media. I've unfollowed a lot of... <laughs> Never mind ex-Watford players. I've, I've unfollowed a lot of current Watford players, but I still follow him. So more probably I sort of slightly miss my heart rolling over my head choosing Dan Pudil, but he's in. DCW, the last pick of this first round. Which player of uh, over 100 appearances are you going to pick? Now, earlier on in the day, I wrote down my ideal 11. So sadly, one of those players is already gone in, in Gomez. But there are three players in my... Um, Ideal eleven who have played over a hundred games for the Pozzos. Um, so 
I'm spoilt for choice here, really. Um, trying to sort of second guess the others about what do, do I go for the best player or do I go for the ones that I think you might pick quickly? Um, I think I'm gonna go with the pick of the bunch, and I'm yeah, I'm gonna go for Decore. Abdullah Decore. Now you might think it's okay, guys. John won't worry. Won't give us any problems. None of the players who played over 100 games are now available to you. Oh. <laughs> However, there may be a twist later on where you might be able to get some of them back. Now, a free pick. No restrictions on this round now. DCW, uh, it's your turn to go first on pick number two. I am going to get my centre forward in nice and early. He just missed out on the 100 club by one appearance. I'm going to go for Igalo. Oh. <laughs> Always believing so. Yes. Odin Igalo, uh, DCW's first pick in terms of attacking options. In fact, we haven't got, no, the first attacker we've picked in the entire game after f- the fifth pick. Mike, your go. I'm going to go for a bit of attacking flair as well. And then again, it's heart ruling over ahead a little bit but he just sums up the Pozzo the sort of madness and the possibility of the of the Pozzo era Fernando I've got to have him in (laughs) double F (laughs) Fernando Forestieri it's going to be a mercurial side this it's going to be different maybe that's maybe there's a tactic going on here Michael maybe it's a tactic because we'll put this up for a a, a sort of an opinion on on social media because remember this isn't the best 11 DCW has put together a best 11 but that's probably the conversation you mainly have with your friends in the pub and what have you but this is a draft there are restrictions other people remove players Jason who are you going for your next pick I'm going to go for a striker as well. Uh, and Mike's talked about the, the madness of Pozzo um, management. When it when it goes well, when we get a, a player in, a young player that comes good and then we sell him on for loads more money and we might even get a little bit more money if he gets sold on again, I'm going to go for Richarlison. Ricky from Rio uh, gets in Jason's for, uh, second pick. Geordie, your go now for your second pick. So do I get two in a row now? You do get two in a row now, Geordie, yes. Okay, <laughs> I, I'm I'm not ashamed to admit I'm winging this. <laughs> it's fair to say it was always going to be DCW and Geordie would have put in the uh, the hard yards, whereas us two old boys were going to turn up and uh, yeah, just wing it. Right. So I wanted to guard out, Dave. I, I left. I, I got you back. Got I you let I let you have Gomez and then Jason. So don't don't remember who you got to get back. You got your Jason back. Don't get my players. I like you, Garlo, even though you blocked me on Twitter. Uh, um. For what, Jordy? Absolutely no idea. Absolutely no idea. I don't understand it. Anyway. Anything to do with what you made him look like in one of your photoshops? To be honest, they're all very complimentary for Odeon. Um Right, so I've got two picks, and I'm going to. I had two players I, I thought of now, so I'm going to take. Ishmael well, you Asar. only get one. You only got one free pick. Yeah. Right? Oh, Zemmer what do you mean? Round of four. What do you mean? It's got his free pick, and then it's the next don't, round. Then it's the next round, so there might be a restriction. <laughs> oh yeah, is there a restriction coming up? There might be. Okay, well I'm going to pick Sar. Okay. Well, I hope someone else picks him in the next couple of weeks. <laughs> <laughs> there are no restrictions on the next pick. I'm going to get two picks just so you start getting this, these the players who you want before I start making it more entertaining. For us, not for you. Uh, Geordie, who is your third pick? Emmanuel Dennis. 
No. So early, so early to go with someone who's just been relegated. Uh, Jason. Actually, you picked two players. Actually, you know, Ben Foster is the most relegated Watford player ever, isn't he? Three relegations he's had. He must be the most relegated Watford player ever. But Ishmael Asar's got at least two. Jason, who are you going for your next pick? Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm deliberating over whether this is going to be a wise pick or not. I'm going to go, I'm going to pick a centre-back. Um, and actually, no, I've, I've, changed, I've changed my mind um, with apologies to Michael. And it is his birthday, I think, today, isn't it? Was it yesterday? Sebastian Prudel. Sebastian Prudel. Jason's going for the best looking uh, of all the people so far. Um, Michael, your pick, please. Right. Well, look, I've, I've taken a different different <laughs> tack to this because these these teams aren't going to play each other, are they? Really? Well, I don't know if we we did yeah, talk no, once no. about getting a you know getting miles to try and simulate something in in Football Manager. So I don't know. I have bought two lucky dip Euro Millions tickets. <laughs> I could could put on a who was that? Was it Alan Stanford who put on that mad cricket game? I could oh, we yeah. could put, give them all a, a million quid each to to come and play for me. But um, I, it's all about. Um, sort of looking back over the full era isn't it for me that's that's how I've approached it so you've gone for one Seb I'm going to go for another Seb and who came in and just showed the sort of value of the loan market I, don't, I think he was alone initially whether we signed him on uh, permanently in the end but um, Sebastian Basson <laughs> what <laughs> what are you drinking what are you drinking Alcohol-free Heineken, that might be the issue, actually. I looked at the list, which is which is massive, and and it's also kind of what I wanted to pick out almost, were some of the names we might have forgotten. Yeah. And when we got Basong in, everyone was like, ah, oh, useless. The exact opposite. He was he was really good, and I think it, it spoke to the to the time of of what was happening, and it was just, I don't know, just like, I've got quite fancy, I thought he was a decent player as well. So, it's my team, Dave, so... Get over it. <laughs> Dave, you, you've got a chance now to add another one to your team. Our 12th pick overall, uh, your third pick. I'm going to continue to bolster my forward options. I'm going to be playing 4-3-3. And I'm going to pick... I think it'll be a toss-up between him and Kapu for the best player under the Pozzo era. And I'm going to go for Gerard Delafeo. I don't think Mike be disappointed by that. Because if he keeps going the way he's going, there's no way he was going to go for that sort of a jazzy player. Uh, DCW, fourth pick uh, now for you. Your fourth pick, you go first in pick number fours. Your fourth pick, gentlemen, even if you pick one already, must be from one of the players from the last season. A relegated Watford player. <laughs> you must. Johnny's hair is about to be pulled out. So, of course, we're not exactly looking at these boys going amazing things, but there are some options there. Certain players did hold the, themselves high. So, DCW. Has to be this this relegation just gone, not the... This not relegation previous. season. So the so a player from the 2021-2022 season who uh, put on the Watford shirt. A lot of them, if you look at them, what I found interesting looking at that list, and I knew, I, I knew it, but looking at the list on it, the number of players who have played less than 30 games, it really is like, it's fascinating sort of to, to, to see how new that team was. I knew it was, but it really did feel new. I know Craig Cathcart and Ben Foster 
aren't on this list because they made their debuts before the Pozzos. But still, a very, very sort of new-looking team. Who are you choosing from that list of 2021-2022 DCW? All right, I hadn't anticipated this. I didn't have I didn't have any players from that from this past season on my um. And why would you? 11. And why would you? No, um, Christ. Uh, who actually? No, I can't go for him. Um, could I? I might. You know what? Seeing as you forced me into this, I am gonna go for a man who I have a soft spot for. He was only with us for one season. I'm no doubt he'll be moving on shortly. It's Musa Sissoko. Oh, Musa is on Team DCW and he's off the choice. Michael, you weren't particularly happy towards these players at any point because, you know, you called relegation way, way back in September. So, who are you going to pick there? Because you've got to pick one. On the basis that they've done. Um, pretty well for us over an extended period of time uh, featured on the um, featured on the training video this week saying it's his ninth or tenth yeah. season so approaching testimonial stuff which I think deserves to be deserves to be recognised especially amongst this sort of maelstrom of players that we've seen the incredibly high turnover of players Craig Cathcart you can't pick Craig Cathcart why? you can't pick Craig because he made his debut for Watford oh, for that build up before the Pozzos. Oh, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> well, I tell you what. I tell you what, Craig. I appreciate you. <laughs> he will appreciate that. So I'm going to I'm going to bring him in in a um, consultancy capacity uh, for the rest of this uh, rest of this draft. I'll take Cucho then. Cucho Hernandez, the yeah. former Watford player, Cucho Hernandez, yeah. uh, who have uh, left us. Because in keeping to my keeping to my theme of sort of him being a my players being poster boys in some way for the for the Pozzo era, signed him for buttons, sold him for a de- decent money. So he kind of is the Pozzo trading model in a nutshell. Player started twelve games for Watford, which not many. So what did we sign him for? Half a million, sold him for eight million. Decent that. Jason, who are you going to pull from that motley crew? Well. Logic dictates that, as he's still on there, Watford's 2021-2022 player of the season was Mr Hassan Kamara. So I will take at left-back Mr Hassan Kamara, please. And Geordie. You know, not exactly uh, easy to pick from. You certainly seem stressed about that. Uh, So who can you sort of pull out to make you feel a little bit more happy with your team as it's forming in front of us? Well... You're right. Um, there's a barrel sound that's been scraped as well as a sound of paper shuffling around. Um, there's a couple of players I was thinking of and I didn't want to pick Kamara because that would force me to pick a right back, if that made sense. So I didn't want him to force my formation. So thanks for that, Jace. And then for a similar reason, I don't want to pick Kiko because he's going to force me to pick a left back. <laughs> so I'm going to pick a player who will fit into my team very nicely because it's either French speakers or Africans. And his name is also Loser. So there's plenty of reasons why he would fit into my team. So I'll go for Imran. Imran Loser is the fourth pick for Geordie uh, in our FTRE draft of players who've debuted for Watford during the Pozzo era. We're the Orns, you're the Orns. Come on, you Orns! So let's have a quick recap where everybody is. What's your team looking like? Where are the gaps? What have we filled? Four picks so far, Geordie. 
What's your team shaping up to be? Well, I've got loser and Kapoo, so I've got a life balance of left footed and right footed. Uh, patrolling in front of my defence which is completely empty at the minute um, in, in homage to last so season they are your defence yeah, in homage to last season's uh, <laughs> 11 having absolutely no defence um, and I've got Dennis who I know I bored you on the WhatsApp group by saying he's like an amazing centre forward in my eyes who, but who, who was used on the wing so I could see what who's left and I've got Saar who again probably a winger or a, or a wide player but if I if I have to I could put him in the middle so Dennis, Saar, Loser and Kapoor at the minute. Yeah, you always want to keep your options open, don't you, Jordan, when we do these drafts? You want to make sure, you know, I can make a change there, make a change there. It's a, it's, it's What is the thing that's going to make Jordy make the decision with his formation? Jason, have you, have you got a fixed formation or are you going to be fluid like uh, Jordy? Um, it depends on what I get in terms of my midfield and attack, but I've got a full-back in there already. What I've noticed <clears throat> through absolutely no planning whatsoever, a complete happy accident, is that I've got Aurelio Gomez and Richarlison. I've I've brought the band back together, and I'm, I'm absolutely delighted. I don't care what I get, I pick from here on in. It's 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 um it's looking good already. There's a lot of love in that team. And you've got you know you got two defensive picks. Jordy has none, and you've got who, the other, who else have you got in your defence so far? So I've got um, Kamara and Prudel. So I, I, I said there's a lot of love in that team. There's going to be a lot of love with Prudel in the team as well. I think I'm the, I don't care about any sort of footballing talent. It's uh, yeah, it's uh, it's it's the love team. Mike, how are you looking so far with your? Jazzy team. Well, it's, I'm staying humble. Pride comes before a fall, John. We've, so we've tried, we've reached for the Premier League and we find ourselves gravitating back to our natural level in the Championship. I think you're probably going to be a bit envious of this team when it's put together. Pudel and Bassong as the, as the centre-backs. Well, mate, well in defence anyway. And then Cucho and Fernando Forestieri. I don't see many defenders... Um, getting too well I was going to say getting getting too comfortable getting too upset quite frankly but no I think it's quite I just I, I just got the essence of Pozzo running through it and I'm, and that's what I'm setting out to do so yeah. I'm, I'm happy they're, they're certainly not going to be scoring many headers uh, I don't think the two of them maybe some uh, bicycle kicks DCW where's your team at so far who are your first four picks where, where, where are the gaps well I'm building a proper football team here on this team, actually, <laughs> fighting talk. There's a reason you're not on the podcast that often, night. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, I've got midfield. Uh, I've got a. Uh, I'm playing. Going to play four three three. So my two outside midfielders are Musa Sissoko and Abdullah Dekore, both perfectly suited to those roles. And then up front, I've got Igalo through the middle, and I'm going to have Delafeo on one of the wide positions. So, yeah, haven't got any defenders or a goalkeeper yet, but I'm very pleased with my first four. So there's what we're shaping up to do. But your fifth pick, starting with Geordie, is one of the original loanees at Vicarage Road in two, the summer of 2012. We've already had two of them already picked. Fernando Forestieri, Daniel Poodle. Best but, of course, there's one player on there which I, I assumed would be almost one of the first picks, but he's still on the board. There's a couple of classics and they are a bunch of players who you just look back on fondly maybe not Steve Leobelic but you know you look back on them fondly to remembering such a, a, an exciting time but a different sort of exciting time I think for me as a Watford fan it felt like things were changing but I didn't have that expectation at all during that season and it was a joy from that 2012 summer it was great that summer because the Olympic Games was going on. It was a Lloyd Doyley's testimonial. And we played Tottenham at Vicarage Road. And it was it was a start of something. 
It really, really was. And it slowly grew and grew and grew and grew. And so did our love for those players. It was fantastic. Jordy, who is your uh, your debut from the first season? Now, pretty much they were all loanees at that point. They didn't all stay loanees, but they were all loanees. Who are you going for? Steve. <laughs> no, no. Um, it, looking back you're right you do look back fond on these players um, and if, if I was if I was Mike I think I followed my heart I would probably stick someone like Patocho in there but I'm not Mike so I'm going to stick with Alman Abdi <laughs> oh, that's the one. He's the golden ticket. Can I just see? Yeah, is is Elman Abdi allowed? Because he is over a hundred appearances. Do you know what I've been thinking about that rule? And I was questioning even before we started this podcast. I think I was trying to be a bit of a meanie, but I'm going to allow you to now pick another player or two uh, from over a hundred appearances. So I will allow that, Geordie Alman Abdi. Of course, the other player from that uh, that team who played over a hundred, we know, is Daniel Poodle, but a Kitchianya also played over 100 appearances for Watford. Jason, who is your original loanee choice going to be? I did I did consider Ikechenia to put a bit of pace down that right-hand side because I, I am having full-backs. But now that I've established that my team's all about love and looks, I've got to pick Marco Cassetti at oh! right-back. If, if there is, and again, sort of looking at the... Uh, yeah, sort of looking at Mike and... and the, the, the method he's adopting he is very much a Pozzo player isn't he um, and we will always forgive him that that uh, challenge in the penalty area at Wembley I don't care about that Marco is my man <laughs> oh a beautiful man that he was Mike your original Pozzo player Alex Hayhoe well I'm tempted because uh, you kept mentioning Steve Leo Bellick I thought oh I'm going to go for him I'm going to do it I'm going to do it but even I can't bring myself to do that I'm going to choose this one because he gave us one of our most memorable podcasting moments and so this um, Jason's nodding he knows who I'm going for I'm going for Nate Chalabar <laughs> just on the basis of that incredible goal he scored at Leicester uh, and the hilarious noise that the three of us watched uh, made while we were watching it this is it picture picture no, but I think what about this sort of television mic is that oh! <laughs> If that's not on Sky Sports Goal of the Week next week, cancelled. That's, that's also, also so football. football. <laughs> Watford have just won football. <laughs> what? Yeah, what a hit. What a, what a trio of, uh, of noises. Um, so for that reason, uh, and he's decent, decent footballer as well, really, really interested to see what he goes on to do in, in his career. He's obviously back in the Premier League now with, with Fulham. Feels like one that kind of got away from us a little bit. His career got away from himself a little bit. Um, but yeah, gave us that that incredible, incredible moment. So, uh, welcome to my uh, merry band, mate. <laughs> DCW. Final few. You know, it's, it's a, there were a lot of loanies, so there's still a few to pick from. Alex Hayho, um, Akichi Anya, Joel Ekstrand, uh, and a goalkeeper who the only one who has a goalkeeper so far is Jason with Heredia Gomez. And you do now have a choice of Manuel uh, Manuel Almunia. Yeah. There are a few options. I did like Ekstrand. I always remember when we got promoted um, first time round, Troy Deeney came in to talk sport where I was working at the time. And I remember Watford fan and newsreader, 
Toby Gillies was uh, was on that day, and he and he cornered Troy and was really grilling him about all you know all fanboy questions. And uh, he, he he asked Troy who the best defender was at the club, and Troy went for Ekstrand. Said he was the best best out of all the bunch that we had at the time. We had who did we have? We had like Angela at the time. We had Cathcart, quite a few, and he went for Ekstrand. Um, but after all that, I'm not going to pick him. I'm gonna, uh... <laughs> he actually Ekstrand on the podcast gave us one of our slightly strange moments. We interviewed him after the game in the old stand. So this is how early on it was in the in the Pozzo era. And he'd scored his first goal for Watford, so he was in a pretty good mood. But also, what's the stuff, Jason? I can't remember what it's called, but I asked him the question because I, I, I had a Swedish... Co- yeah, something like that, isn't it? The, yeah, snooze, that's it. Um, oh, I, that weird remember, stuff that they chew. I, I, the weird yeah. stuff they chew. I, 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 the Swedish colleague mm. um, I used to talk to quite a bit and he always used to chew this stuff. So I asked him about it. I thought, is it is it just my mate that does this or, or, or do all the Swedes do it? And he pulled it out of his mouth. <laughs> <laughs> There he was having his post-game snood, what do you call it? Snooze. I'm going to leave Joel Ekstrand on the board, though. I might come back for him later if I need a centre-back last knockings. But I am going to stick with my policy of picking the best men for the job. And I'm going to add a man to my team who has Champions League final experience and was responsible the very initial spark that ignited the flame of the Troy Deeney moment. Manuel Almunia. Well done. So only two goalkeepers picked so far. DCW, over to you. A free pick. No restrictions on this fifth, no sixth choice in your uh, in our in our draft. So we're allowed back into the one hundred club. So I'm gonna gonna pick my first defender, and I don't think there are many other great choices in this player's position. And he was part of my my ideal team that I had before we started. So I am going to go for Mr. Jose. Oh, oh, well, if this does go for a vote and people pick, he is a divisive player. Uh, and it will see how that goes down. So uh, you've got your first, is that your first defender, DCW? Yes. Yeah, your first defender. Michael. <laughs> the gauntlet, go on then. I'm sorry, lads. The gauntlet has been well and truly thrown down. With your sort of little snidey comments about my uh, random picks and all that sort of stuff, so I'm- everyone listening at home is probably listening, going, they're trying to imagine the worst player yeah. you could possibly pick. The question is, will you outworsen their thought in their head? Yeah, well, buckle in, Mother Hubbard. <laughs> now, someone mentioned it earlier, the Troy Deeney goal, and when I ever think about that that goal, there's there's a couple of things I think about. There's the goal, obviously. Uh, there's Jonathan Bond having to jump over, um, jump over uh, Gianfranco Zola, who's slipped over, and there's a player on the opposition bench staring into space, can't quite believe what's happened in front of him, who went on to play for, for Watford. <laughs> so for that reason, he is my he is my Troy Deeney link, and he's got something to prove. But I'm going to welcome him back. Come on, Lloyd. Lloyd Dyer. <laughs> Lloyd Dyer. The man who lasted, I don't know, but he had he was the one who did the outburst against um, Beppe. Yeah. yeah. But so, again, and you know, everywhere you look, there's, there's links to the sort of the Pozzo era. But every, I just think of that goal and I see Lloyd Dyer and I think, what the hell <laughs> was he thinking? Presumably not, I'm going to sign for this club in a couple of years and have a very undistinguished career with them. But he is inextricably linked to that day for me. So 
for that reason. Uh, so not sorry, if you, Lloyd, if you're listening, it's not your footballing ability that's got you in. It's uh, it's that moment. If you haven't seen it, check it out. And once you've seen it, you'll never be able to unsee him. So uh, be careful if you do go down that route. Because you do see that route. You do see Harry Kane, and you do see Jamie Vardy sat on the bench. Jason. Who's your next pick? Right, I I need to start picking some midfielders because I haven't got any yet, and there is a. That's a, a, a so, <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, thank you. Um, I'm going to go for a player who I think we all thought he might end up being a, a future Watford captain, and then some uh, shenanigans last summer meant he never played in a Watford shirt again, unfortunately. And that man is Will Hughes. Well, well, he well, was always going to get picked, uh, and Jason has snagged. Will Hughes. Geordie? You've got Poodle, haven't you, Mike? Okay, yeah. yeah. Okay, in that case, I'll pick Vidra. <laughs> Matty Vidra, uh, of course, who did come back to Vicar Drake this year, just not in a Watford shirt. Now, gentlemen, you do know how I like to make some crazy calls, uh, shall we say, throughout this game to, to throw some things at you. And I've selected six players because my dice has six parts to it. On my magic... No, you're not picking these, Jason. Oh, okay. There is no picking in here. Oh. This is going to be... Roll, you get to roll the dice. And whoever gets to roll the dice, wherever it lands on, you will have to have that player. Of course, you're saying to yourself, but John, what if it's a play, player I've already got in a position I already have? How many times in the last 10 years have square pegs gone into round holes in Watford's team? This is the random square peg round hole pick. The players you are going to get to pick from. One, uh, for number one, if you roll number one, you get Christian Batocchio. Uh, If you get number two, you get one Camilio Zuniga. Adelan Guardiola is number three. Uh, Number four... Nordin Amrabat. Why is he not gone yet? Number five is... Now, go on, Jordi. How to say it? José Manuel Jurado. <laughs> Who had one good game for Watford. And, and number six is the great man who played that promotion season, had a party, Munari. So I have got a dice over here. It sounds like this when you roll it. Whatever it lands on for this pick... That is the player you have to fit into your team. Can I roll the dice and also p- pitch something into you? <laughs> okay. Because, believe it or not, one of these players was on my list that I wanted. <laughs> and I really want him. I tell you what, no. It, it, it goes against the whole sense of the entire thing. So, we are going to roll the dice. Who goes it first? Geordie. There is the dice. Your roll of the dice, please. See which of those players you get. Off you go, Jordi. Who's, is there someone you particularly you're after? Uh, so what have we got? Batocho, Zuniga, Guadura, Amrabat, Harada, Munari. I've got three midfielders and three strikers in my team already. <laughs> so uh, I could fit them all in. Well, was it Harado uh, did play? Uh, he played up front on his own, didn't he, against Man City in that first away game at the Etihad when Joy Dean was playing left back. So he's probably a bit more adaptable. There are some adaptable players there who I think could play one of your defensive roles if needed. I actually put this this early, I felt, in the, the, the whole uh, piece where we wouldn't have like someone start with midfielders. But it, it might turn out well. 
I'm praying he gets Amrabat because Amrabat as a defender, just just <laughs> any defending that he tried to do was was absolutely hilarious. He might have put loser or Kapu in defence. Kapu did a great job. Was it Barnsley away where he was literally playing centre back on his own? Uh, on the... it wasn't Huddersfield away. <laughs> it wasn't. No, no, he's a goal scorer there. Good, Jordy, roll your dice yeah. then. Here we go. Number one, Christian Batokia. Good play up front. Yeah, and I um. No, he couldn't. I, he could he could play anywhere. <laughs> I, I, I I don't mind that. Um, I got a soft spot for him. I, I met him a couple of times. He's a really nice guy. So um, he'll play where I tell him. That's good. <laughs> Jason, your roll of the dice. What number do you get? Two. Number two, Zuniga, the great uh, substitution moment where he came on against Man United. That's why I was going to say for that Man United alone, he should be in everyone's team. <laughs> Michael. Here we go. Will he get the person he wants? Number three. One, two, three. <laughs> yes. That's not who I wanted. Gridiora. They'll do. Gridiora, uh, number three. And DCW. Hey, really good few months for us. Um, oh God, I don't really want any of these players. Six. Number six, you have got Gianni Minari. Now then, <laughs> now then, DCW. I know, I know how you like yep. a deal. Minari's Minari's yeah. who I wanted because of the song. Okay. So I'm prepared to offer you Adlen Guardiola for Gianni Minari. Um, the only problem I have with that, Mike, is that I do need a sort of deep-lying central midfielder and Munari for, for the balance of my team. I don't trust Gediora to play that role, um, but I think Munari will sit there. What, I'll, the tell you that, I'll tell you what about... Keep it very, keep it very disciplined, so I'm going to What about Adlin uh, Guardiola and a first-round draft pick next year? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure we'll do another one at some point. I don't know when, but there. So, unfortunately, Michael, that's... Not, that's... I'm sticking with my man. Okay, so that is your your seventh pick. Number eight, a free pick. DCW, your go. Right, I can have anyone now. Okay, um, so I've got my midfield. It's really annoying, actually. Minari really spoils it. But, um, okay, I mean, he did get promoted. He was quite good. I need centre-backs. I need another winger, and I need a right-back. Uh, the beard has gone, but still there is for me i would say one of the he doesn't really get talked about as one of the best signings of the pozzo era and i feel unfairly so i think he's been generally speaking really consistent throughout his whole time here he was a bargain i think it was a free transfer and he still he still may yet play next season we're not sure so i'm going to go for Kiko Femenia. Okay, Michael, over to you. Right, well, Dave's annoyed me. You all have, actually, <laughs> to be perfectly frank. So now I am... How can you be annoyed with a great, fun team you're picking, Mike? Uh, I'm going... If you thought I was off-piste before, hold on to your hats. I want to fill my goalie uh, position now. And I guess as a reminder that transfer dealings are difficult and we don't always get it right in the goalkeeping department. <laughs> Again, I don't think he's going to have much work to do with the defence I've put together in front of him or will continue to put together in front of him. But just as a little nod to some of the random nature of some of our signings, Carnesis in goal for me. <laughs> oh, God. <sighs> he, he, played a, he played a massive chunk of one season, didn't he? He did, yeah. 14 or 15 games, I think. Yeah. yeah. 
he did a he did a good job. It's not as crazy actually as I, as originally I thought. Quite handsome as well. It was it was the back half of the pantomime. <laughs> <laughs> The silver slash heavy. It was season. silver and heavy. Okay, Jason. Um, I, I'm losing track of who's been picked, but I think the guy I'm going for hasn't been picked yet. And this was a a signing that I thought at the time was wow. Yeah, we've we signed this player. We are established now. We we are here to stay. Um, obviously didn't turn out that way. But Diamante? Oh, Diamante? No, no, it definitely wasn't him. Um, I'm going for Roberto Pereira. Okay, Bobby P. Roberto Pereira. Geordie, free pick. I had someone in my head and now I've lost them. Hold on a sec. There's been plenty of players that Watford have signed and we lost and we never got to see them play in a yellow shirt. He likes to overthink this game a little bit, doesn't he? <laughs> he does a little bit. I love it. I absolutely love it. I was trying to work out who it was because I had someone. I was hoping, oh, I hope, hope Jason doesn't pick him. I have to. I have to say, when when uh, when it's sort of coming back down the line, DCW makes his pick, and then I look to see who I'm going to pick next. Because I know it's not going <laughs> to match what Mike picks. Obviously, Q next time around, he's gonna he's well, gonna. Uh, he's gonna to turn. Seat, I do enjoy though the fact that every time someone says they, you, you've all said it at some point. I hope Jason doesn't pick them. It's like you all just think Jason's the one who knows he's going to say the right thing. He's going to pick the player that you know you want ideally for your team. You said it, DCW, and so is uh, and so is Geordie. Geordie, we're going to press you for a pick. I can't remember who it is. Oh. Akaka? No, because I've got I've got my I've got my Geordie. Your favourite player of all time is still available. Who's that? Sorry, your favourite player of all yeah, time. Yeah, I know, is on the board. I know. But things I've got. You got to pick. Him. I've got too many strikers now to pick him. And uh, that, by the way, is Stephen Burkhouse, Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and although he's although <laughs> although although he's a wonderful player, uh, I haven't picked him. I also haven't picked Colin's favourite player, Jao Pedro, out of respect to the Brigadier. <laughs> so if he's if he's listening along, he can just pick a team of Jao Pedros. Um, who do I want to pick for my defence? Because I'm going to start having to start picking a defence now. Uh, oh, Nathan Ake. Oh, very very decent, but. As I was judging this, I did think there were several players that you look at in terms of when they played at Watford, they did their best football come afterwards. He, he, he didn't have a great... You know, his best time was sort of after Watford, but he had a, a decent season, apart from, of course, uh, not the best time at Wembley in the in the semi-final. Yeah, I think he, he started well with Watford, but then towards the end of the season, I think his concentration waned. And, and, and um, as you mentioned, and DCW mentioned earlier, the, the semi-final, there was also the away game at Arsenal that season. Where I seem to remember, I think we had a bad first. I can't remember. If it was a bad first half, and then second half. I remember saying to mate, "Well, we need to come out. We need to focus and concentrate, and and not let anything stupid happen in the first five minutes." And he lost his concentration, and we conceded in the first five minutes. And you think, yeah, that's that's been his game in sort of in the towards the end of the season. So, but I mean, you can't deny he's a decent decent player, isn't he? Yeah, he didn't have a good game, blah, 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 blah. He just won the league twice. <laughs> <laughs> on, on the bench. He's won the league. Well, if Val Munia's getting a shout-out for being in the Champions League final. <laughs> yeah, not for me. <laughs> Michael. It's funny you mentioned defender. I've got my eye on two defenders. If you lot can, can guess who I'm going to pick for my remaining two defenders, I will, I, I will buy you all dinner. The first one. Hang on, hang on. We all want dinner, Mike. Be quiet. Is it a free hit again? For our next pick, 
is going to be someone who was very Pozzo thing to be. Ian Holloway's nightmares of the first season of the Pozzo, Aloney. Now, this has to be a player that was only ever Aloney. Only ever. Alman Abdi, as we know, he's already been picked, of course, but he was originally Aloney, but he did become a permanent signing. So you need to have a player who was a Aloney and Aloney only. These players include Nathan Aki, who's already just gone. Keith Andrews, Hector Bellerin. Also, Peter Atebo, of course, who's only ever been alone. And Kennedy, for any of you old wrestling fans out there. Um, Glenn Murray, of course, uh, fits into that loney uh, th- th- thing. And also George Thorne. Remember those sorts of loan players we had? And I don't know if anyone's got a centre-back they need to get on loan in their team. Newton. Uh, might be an option. So, Geordie, who is going to be your loney? Yeah, this is. I could have had Nathan Ake if I if I'd known you were going to do that because I need defenders, and we seem to loan midfielders and attackers. And I don't really want Matthew Briggs because if an Ake got uh, a slate in for his performance in a in a semi final, I think uh, Briggs um, didn't cover himself in glory for knockouts. Matthew Connolly, though, I think Mike's going to pick Briggs, isn't he? He's one <laughs> oh, of the yeah. defenders. <laughs> Even I wouldn't stoop that low. He man gives me. I was on. Um, I was filmed for TV. I think it was Burnley at home. Yeah. And he had an absolute stinker. And if if anyone was it late kickoff on the BBC, my feelings were uh, broadcast well to the southeast region. At least I got very very angry. I I I struck the seat in front of me. (laughs) Such was my fury. Oh God, Matthew Briggs, absolutely stealing a living with this, wasn't he? He's nowhere near. I've got I've got a team of grafters. I've got a team of players who football is at their is at their heart, their very essence. The same. Cannot be said for Matthew Briggs. So, Dave, well, I understand why you said it, but uh, put some respect on my name, please. Geordie, this is, we're, so we're up to our ninth pick, and this is going to be our last restriction. You now have to pick a loanee, someone who only ever played on loan. Um, Matthew Connolly, please. Okay, very good shout. Yeah. Very good shout. Um, the Mr. Mr. Promotion, um, as I think he's known. Jason, your loanee. Yeah, well, I, no, that is a very good shout from Geordie because I was gonna, I was thinking about Matthew Connolly because he was very, very important in that. Um, you can still think about him, Jace, but he's mine. <laughs> in that, uh, in that defence. Um, so I'm gonna fill my forward slot instead, um, and I'm gonna take him by Niang because he excited oh, me. Yes, I've done it again. I've done it again. Oh, sorry, sorry, DCW. I do apologise. I'm not going to be cutting like Geordie. Um, Disappointment there from uh, DCW. He was perfect. He, he, he's one of those he, I, I thought of him earlier on. I thought, he's one of those players you could pick, and no one's ever going to pick him. No one's ever going to pick him. Jason's picked him, DCW. Some rethinking needs, the wiping of the eyes with stress. It's still time. This transfer window is not quite finished yet. This draft isn't over. Mike, you're loney. Mike, you're loney. Well, very pragmatic, very sensible. You know me. Looking forward, <laughs> um, looking to bring a bit of shape and purpose to this uh, this team. This is a man who could be useful to us, not only in the past, but useful to us now. He's on TV talking about the EFL quite a bit. So he'll have been watching the championship for the last couple of, week, couple of years. He'll have, the, he'll have the lowdown, he'll have the skinny, he'll know what this side needs to do to bounce back at the first time of ang- uh, asking. It's Keith Andrews. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Welcome, Keith. Is that an Irish accent? It's, it's 
that's what it is what it is <laughs> to be sure uh, DCW your loanee a player who only ever played on loan for Watford oh, right okay no actually I'm, I've gotten over that disappointment of M by Niang because there's someone else I've spotted who's still available later on and I might be able to pick up and stick in there I haven't got any centre backs yet but there are the only Newton the only centre back left is Newton or <laughs> Newton or Moller Wagon um <laughs> With the greatest respect, I don't want either of those. I mean, but I do need a centre back. I've got to have to pick someone. Jesus, this is a disaster. Um, I can't have Newton in my team, can I? Um, I actually, you know what? You know what? I'm going to pick Newton because <laughs> you're out, Mike. And, and, and here's why. It, and here's why. It, it's going against my remit of picking a credible football team. But I think the first time that I met Mike. I think it was Mike. I don't think I'd definitely met you before, John. But I don't think I'd met Mike before this. Was Charlton away in the first Potto season, and Newton played in that game. So I remember that game fondly. I remember seeing him on the pitch at night. So I'm picking him for sentimental reasons. A sentimental pick, definitely there. From the Rookery End, a podcast about life following Watford FC. Let's before we get the last two picks, which are going to be free picks. I know you've got some spaces to go through. So let's go through each of your teams. Where are they? But more importantly, what do you still need to fill? Jordy. I need a goalkeeper. Um, so that's definite. And then I need a defender. Basically, Ake can play left back. Or he can play centre back in a three. Mm-hmm. Connolly will be a centre back. Betocho could be right back. Because <laughs> he's energetic. And if... If, if, you, if you set him a task he'll do it well um, so I've, with the, my, or he could go in midfield alongside Kapu Abdi and loser so I need a goalkeeper and I need a defender of some sort and what are your what's your team so far then well Akane Connolly definitely at the back uh, loser at the back at the base of the diamond for want of a better word then I've got um, Batocho doing the running Kapu just being sublime basically <laughs> And then the professor up front, well, in that gap. And then I've got Sar and Dennis slightly out on the right, on the wings, inside forwards, if you like. Maybe Sar a little bit wider. Uh, and then Matty Vidra basically gobbling up anything. So I'm happy with the team I've got. The defence will be weak because I've left it to the last minute. But I don't think we've had any outstanding defenders in, in the period. I look, I look at the defenders now and whoever I'm left with, I would be not heartbroken. Uh, so... So I don't think I'll have too much defending to do with that midfield. And if I do have to do some defending to do, I'll have outscored them with that attack. So. <laughs> Jason, well, how's your team looking? Where, where are the gaps? and What's the team so far? So I, the, the gap at the moment, I, I need a, a centre-back and a midfielder, I think. Um, I, my team so far, um, Gomez in goal. Uh, in defence, I've got the outstanding Marco Cassetti, the outstanding Sebastian Prudel, and the outstanding Hassan Kamara. Thank you, Geordie. Um, <laughs> in midfield so far... I've got Will Hughes and uh, our man Zuniga and my front three. I, I quite this is quite exciting. I've got Roberto Pereira, Richardson, and Mbai Niang. I don't think there's going to be much defending going on there, but it, it's um, yeah, it's, it's going to be quite fun. Yeah, not a lot of tracking back. Um, Mike, I I'm going to I think no, I am going to repick. I'm going to repick. Whoa, yeah. whoa, whoa, this is not your game, You can't Mike. do that. You can't just repick. Can't do that. I know what I can. We I, ha- I think we have to get how, consensus. It's not how it works. Look, no, it's not I, how it works. I, I, I wasn't asking, I was telling. <laughs> um, so I, I didn't see properly the <laughs> the players that were available to me. And 
I think... All right, Roy. Uh, th- thank you, David. I, um, I'm going to bring in... Keith Andrews has still potentially got a role within, within, this, within this sign. He can, he's a, he can be with Craig, some sort of consultant, maybe on the bench. He's definitely got a role to play. You've got Irish consultancy firm looking after you. Absolutely. I, I wanted this guy in and for, for a number of reasons. Trendsetter. We got him young, went on to have a pretty decent, interesting career. Need a little bit of guile and style in my uh, defence. So uh, can I have Hector Bellerin? <laughs> We're, I'm going to say... Hang on a well, minute. The, 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 I, I, I'm happy for this as long as everyone's happy for this. You can't let him swap Keith Andrews for Hector Bellerin. DCW, I'm <laughs> saying no. No, no. Jason? No. Um, <laughs> yeah, you can do what you like with that team, Mike. <laughs> Come on. Jordy? So I've got the cast and vote? Yeah. So, I think Mike should reconsider because obviously Keith Andrews is a TV celebrity and so is Mike. <laughs> and they're bound to bump into each other in the green room somewhere. And he'd be like, you know, I'm not going to do the accent, but he's going to uh, be upset at being manhandled off to the bench um, next to Lloyd Dyer, probably. Um, but yeah, uh, yeah, why not? Okay. So, Michael, you can make that change. Uh, so, you're getting, who wants to fight that change again? So, Keith Andrews has been kept on in a media consultancy role. <laughs> And, I, I, and in all seriousness, because this has gone off at a bit of a tangent, I'm trying to keep true to my Pozzo sort of roots. Picking up Bellerin at that stage was, was a pretty yeah. decent effort. And, you know, he's gone on to have an interesting career since. But he did explode not long after us, not literally, obviously, but he, uh, I mean, his, some of the clothes he wear looked like there's something might have exploded near him. But you know, it was a decent pick from, from nowhere, wasn't it? And so for that reason, welcome Hector. <laughs> Accents aren't your thing, Michael. Uh, DCW, where is your team for these final two picks? Where where are your gaps and what have you got so far? Well, I've got Almunia in goal. I've got three of the back four. Um, so, Femenia at right back, Hollybass left back, Newton at centre back. Uh, I've got a gap at the other centre back spot. I've got a midfield three of Munari in the anchor man role, Sissoko and Decore just running all day long next to him. And then we've got Igalo up through the middle. And we've got Delefeu on the right wing. So I need a left-sided forward winger and a uh, a left-sided centre-back as well. DCW, your, your pick now. Which, which one of those gaps are you going to fill? Um, as Jordi said, there isn't a plethora of defensive standout candidates. So I'm going to fill that centre-back spot. And I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep with the sort of Southern American, Spanish, Latin sort of feel. And I'm going to go for... And he is a left-footed centre-back. And I, I've, I've very much enjoyed his spell at, at, um, at Watford, even though he had his ups and his downs. But I think on the whole, he did quite well for us and had a good career. That is Miguel Britos. Oh, very nice. Very nice. A welcome reminder. Michael, your, Michael, your, your, your choice, your, your tenth choice. Yeah, well, I'm looking at... Um... I'm looking at defensive recruits as well, <laughs> uh, just to play, just to shore us up in front of Orestes uh, Carnesis. Um, and we, Watford's all about Pozzo's under the. Uh, <laughs> I've been drinking 0% beer. <laughs> Watford under the um, Watford under the Pozzo's is all about memories, and I remember one of my most abiding memories. We've mentioned it already. Is is Arsenal? This was an away game though, and it was the week after we'd capitulated against Millwall. 
Um, I think one of the Millwall players had, had sort of gone on record as to saying how pathetic Watford were. It was in the Matsari year, wasn't mm. it? And our next game after that Millwall embarrassment, let's, let's call it what it was, was Arsenal away. And I remember going to that game. I think it was with, with Dave Levy. I think some mm. of you, you guys were there. And I remember trudging to that game, thinking we are absolutely for the high jump. And me being my miserable uh, negative self, thought, that we could be on the on the wrong end of a very very difficult second half of the season. I felt like we could get relegated that that season if things didn't didn't buck up. And from out of nowhere, we got a we got a win in that game, uh, and one of the goals came from one of the most unlikely sources when it comes to to Watford footballing history. And for that reason, and that reason alone, he's in. Welcome to the defensive ranks, Eunice Cabal. Ah, it was an amazing game. We recorded that podcast like during the evening, and we were walking there. It's on the podcast from whenever it was. Um, you can hear us all just like just hating the team at that point because of that. That was one of the worst. January 2017, 2017. day before Graham Taylor's funeral. Oh, it was, wasn't yeah. it? Of course. And of course, it was the the you know everyone was talking about we should rest players and try and get more points off Burnley. But you always said it, Mike. Remember that game? You remember you saying if we hadn't, if you actually look at the rest of the yeah. season, if we hadn't won that game, yeah. and you look at what happened that night with all the other other teams, that could have been a definite step towards uh, relegation. Yeah, definitely. I, I maintain that. And Troy brought that, that game up as well when speaking about Walter Matsari and saying what a what an absolute master tactician he was. He said everything that he talked about and asked the players to do, he said, if if, if you guys do this, then that will happen. And and, and Troy explained to us that, that that's exactly how it panned out. They couldn't, couldn't believe it. So that was the, the moment, I think, when Troy Deeney thought that actually Walter Matsari, who they did clash heads with, did, did butt heads a little bit. Um, actually knew what he was talking about, but it's just one of those mad, mad moments that we've we've loved under under the Potsos and, and during this regime. So yeah, one that sticks in the memory. Jason, couple of good picks there, lads. I mean, I I sort of looking. I need to fill a centre back spot, and I was probably looking at three players there um, that I wanted to pick from, and two of them have just gone because ah. yeah, I joked about uh, Mike picking players that I don't want, but yeah, I, yeah, I'd like Eunice Cabal. He got a lot of stick yeah. for his time at Watford, but he's a, he was a good centre back. Um, and I thought the criticism of him was unfair. Um, and Britos, I think one of the originals from the, the sort of the Premier League, alongside the, the, the Sebastian Prudel, I've already got in my side. I thought they'd have gone well together. But my the one I'm going to go for, I'm actually moving back to the um, to the Championship for this one, um, and sort of going back to my theory of I've I've got a not necessarily talented team, but I've got a good looking team in there. I'm going to pick Gabrielle Angela. Yes. Oh. Of course, of course. The the points for pres- prettiness are definitely going Jason's way. Geordie, your 10th pick, please. I need a goalkeeper and I need a defender. And obviously three defenders have just gone. Two of them I would have fancied. Um, sorry, one of them I would have fancied in my team. So <laughs> and one you would just fancied, yeah. I <laughs> know. No. And that was Angela. Um, and I'm looking through the defenders. It's difficult to know which one to pick because obviously it's been one of our weak points. Um, and I was toying between Angela because of the heritage and the history and the kind of throwback. Sierra for his his, mm. his his work last year, Extran. But I think I'm going to go for Craig Dawson. Very nice, Geordie. Very nice. A bit of a not not out out of the blue, but actually could have easily not been picked a player like Dawson for sort of what's happened and how he left and how people view him. And you all those picks really feel like you picked 
not not random players, but you're really focused on what they did while they were Watford players. And I like that. The thing with Dawson is, of course, I've got uh, Ishmael Asai, Emmanuel Dennis, Mate Vidra, um, Abdi and Kapu. So I'm going to be getting lots of corners. <laughs> <laughs> So here we go. Final pick. Final spots you need to fill. Geordie, what is your final pick going to be? I need a goalkeeper. And like the, like the defenders, it's a bit slim pickings, isn't it? And with the ones that are left. And really, Backman's the only one who's played a lot of games. If you look at your little... Uh, a lot of games, 34. Not that many. But I'm going to go for Costell... Bridget Jones yeah. <laughs> Pantillimon Big Pants Pantillimon uh, I, he was I don't know he was my, my thoughts you might go for Geordie with uh, yeah with your Bridget Jones uh, continual uh, bringing up during that season where Costa I think it was actually the season he played lots of games the season that we yeah it was the, the season that we, the first season in the Premier League he came at, uh, in the January transfer window Jason who's your last pick so I need uh, another midfielder um, and I've had this player on my shortlist for quite some time and I assumed that no one would pick him and, and they haven't. Um, and he's a he's a player that I was disappointed that we sold him when we did. And he went on to a, a, a sort of bigger and better things at that point. And he's a player, he, he played in the sort of promotion winning side sort of first time around and then played and I think scored in our first game in the Premier League um, and then we sold him and I thought at the time I thought what? why this this guy is, is sort of made for the Premier League I've, I was so looking forward to seeing him play for us um, so it's quite an, uh, sort of an emotive pick for me I think uh, sort of on, on the emotion of that I am picking Miguel Layoun the man who had more Twitter followers than Tottenham Hotspur or something like that when he joined Michael your final pick please uh, let's make it a Good one. Well, I am, this is going to be my final pick, but there is. I'm going to name a substitute as well. <laughs> so I'm going to have a 12-man squad, and I think um, everyone will allow me that because, from a sort of standard point of view, it might be slightly um, uh, and there's a vaguely serious point to it. But um, you, I had to do it because I think was it Geordie that said um, Jason's having the winning the pretty points, or you said that Jason? Yeah. Well, I want the exact opposite. <laughs> The, ex- the literal exact opposite, because I've got Hector Bellerin, who's sort of dangerously close to being handsome and quite quite trendy. Drippy, is that, is that the word? <laughs> so I need, to, I need to do something pretty dramatic to, to level that up. Can anyone guess which centre-back I'm bringing in? Is it Fitzhall? Is it, say is it one size Fitzhall? No, it's not. It is Belkalem. S.A.A. Belkalem. S.A.A. Belkalem. One, just another one of those ones that you, you kind of forget about, thought they could do a job, was here, and then and then they were gone. So he's in. He was part of a really good and exciting Algeria team in the 2014 World Cup who, who came really close to knocking out eventual winners, Germany. And I remember when he signed, thinking, oh, great. I remember seeing him in the World, in the World Cup, and he looked really good. But um, obviously, it didn't quite pan out that way at Vicarage Road. But, always always yeah. nice to hear from his uh, agent, I find. Uh, <laughs> and, well, which brings me neatly on to my substitute. And uh, just a, a little serious footnote on the, the pots area. I've loved it. I've absolutely adored it. And very, very tongue in cheek with my um, with my uh, with my team selections, as you may have worked out um, by now. But it's been an incredible, um, an incredible 
run really but it's but there's also been some odd ones as well and i think obiolari <laughs> I, think, I think sums up some of the ones that we still can't quite get our head round you know real head scratches you know i mentioned belkalem and 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 dave's made the great point he's there's, there's, he was some player and as an addition to the squad you can see why we got him but there still continue to be these peculiar signings that turn up, disappear again. And the odd one that don't quite make sense. So he's going to be, as in his Watford career, on the bench. Just as a little nod to that sort of, I don't know, that dusty shelf where Pozzo signings seem to come in, sit for a little bit and then and then disappear again. Just to sort of remind myself and, and each other that it's not all been um, sweetness and light so far. Fingers crossed there are no injuries and you don't have to make a substitution, Mike. <laughs> DCW, the 44th, well, maybe the 45th after Mike's uh, little substitution pick there, the 44th and final pick of the From the Recurring draft of players that made their debut under the Portsoes in the first 10 years of their ownership. Who are you picking? Now, unless I'm mistaken, I can't believe that, that we've got all the way to the final pick of the night and this player is still available and he will he will fit in perfectly in my left wing spot and also he will be able to compete with his fellow forward Igalo for the chant and it is of course João Pedro oh, oh. he has made it in uh, to the team to one of our teams are we going to um, christen him Mr. Irrelevant like the uh, NFL draft? It seems a bit harsh, doesn't it? But as he's, as he's the last pick. Poor old Zhao. Well, I think it's a, it's a shorter draft than the oh, NFL, yeah. yeah. Um, if, if Mike's having um, Belkalim on the bench alongside Keith Andrews and Craig Cathcart, can I have Maurizio Pochettino? <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, no. He never made a debut for Watford. So let's go through these teams. Where are you with these 11 men who have played for Watford in the last 10 years, but, of course, made their debut at the same time? So players like uh, Troy Deeney, Kay Cathcart, Ben Foster weren't allowed. And any of those great players that were left over, like Chris Wellamu, aren't allowed to play in these teams. So, Geordie, where did you end up with? Which you did seem, Geordie, halfway through, when I threw in that random choice, you got a bit midfield heavy, you're going to have to make some some changes. The, you had definitely got the square peg round hole conundrum in your 11. How are they setting up? Not too bad, because that square peg was Batocho, who is like, like, a, like a skeleton key who can go anywhere. <laughs> so, in goal, I've got um, big pants, but a big man, an international footballer, won cups and played at Man City. I've got another Man City player in Ake, international Dutch silky defence but good in the air get, gets your goals at set pieces just like Craig Dawson and I've got Matthew Connolly there just to make sure that we win because that's what he does and he can bring the ball out of defence nicely so I've got a back three a back three I'm happy with that um, then in midfield I've I've got a diamond because I think Abdi needs to be played in that number 10 role um, which means that I've got Kapu and Loser and uh, Patocho basically doing the running that Abdi's not doing but Kapoor and Luz are just making sure that no one's getting the ball because <laughs> just threading balls through. And they can have plenty of places to thread it through to because I've got Dennis, wonderful player, who I wouldn't mind seeing stay, but I know other people uh, don't, don't think the same, but I, I like him as a centre-forward. I've got Ismail Asar, and then I've got Vidra poaching up front. 
a good team. I think you adapted to the curveball there very well, Geordie. Jason, how's your 11 looking? Looking good, mate. Looking good, as you'd expect with Prudor, Angelo and Cassetti <laughs> in the team. Um, yeah, I've gone, I've gone 4-3-3. Uh, so Gomez in goal. Um, Prudel and Angela in the middle. Uh, Cassetti and Kamara playing as uh, fullbacks. My midfield three is Hughes, Lyon and Zuniga. Um, probably Hughes sitting at the base of that, pinging the ball about lovely to our wide men, Roberto Pereira and Mbai Niang. Uh, with the big man, Richardson, he's so much more than a big man up front. Very nice. Michael. What's your team looking like? Okay, it's looking great. I've got Guardiola, Orestes Carnesis, Lloyd Dyer, Daniel Pudil, Esaid Belkalem, uh, Nathaniel Chalabar, Bellerin, Obialari uh, uh, <laughs> on the bench, Eunice Kabul, Seb Bassong, uh, Fernando Forestieri, and Cucho Hernandez. Now, a bit uh, hey some Jason, but if you take the first letters, G O L D E N B O Y S F C, Golden Boys FC. <laughs> <laughs> now this will make you laugh what I actually originally aimed for which is a perfect 11 letters is a little apology after uh, I got my head turned by Rob, uh, Rob Edwards uh, I tried to do John Eustace but no bugger with a U has played so anyway Golden Boys FC yeah it's um, so we've got Carnesis in goal Uh Defensively, we're looking at Hector Bellerin, Eunice Kabul, uh, Sebastian Bassong and Daniel Pudel. Uh, midfield, Nate Chalabar, Lloyd Dyer uh, and Guardiola. And then Cucho and Fernando uh, Forestieri up front with Obialari on the bench. Keith Andrews in his media consultancy role and Craig Cathcart just overseeing things. So really, out of all the teams that either A, sum up the, the, the Pozzo era, exciting, a bit random, a bit scattered, a bit slapdash, um, a bit scattergun, um, overall quite exciting I think that fits the bill but also actually being prepared for the championship I'd, I'd, I'd start tomorrow with that with that lineup, lads so you know you've got to be realistic so I'm just going to leave that there well it's good to finally understand why you're making those choices Michael <laughs> to spell out the word Golden Boys FC I'm, I'm quite um, relieved actually to hear that Mike picked the player so he could spell that out because I was concerned this was going to be his last podcast and he was going to be hired as head of recruitment at Watford. <laughs> <laughs> and to finish off, our fourth team, DCW, what have you got for your team? Hats off to Mike. I really didn't think you had that in you. <laughs> what a, a master plan. <laughs> Sitting there drinking. That's why you're drinking the 0% alcohol, aren't you? Um, <laughs> didn't, didn't right. help, did it? <laughs> so... I, yeah, so I've, my team slightly meandered away from my original purpose of having a really proper, credible football team. But that's the best but bit about not, a draft. Not, There's got to be some meandering. Not far off. So, Almunia in goal. Kiko Femenia right back. Newton and Britos centre-backs. Holly Bass left back. A midfield three of Munari, Sissoko and Decore. And a front three of Igalo through the middle. Xiao Pedro coming in from the left. And Gerard Delafeu on the right. There are four teams. Uh, of course, there'll be some sort of social media thing for you to be able to look at those and make your judgments and share your thoughts on those teams. Which one do you think would actually be able to put themselves together? Not just a collection of players, but a team. A team that could win some games of football wearing yellow. Thank you very much, Michael. No worries. Uh, you can get your Golden Boys FC merchandise. At, uh, <laughs> just follow me on Twitter and I'll, uh, I'll get those sorted for you. <laughs> Thank you, DCW. 
Thank you. Uh, thank you, Geordie. Cheers. And thank you, Jason. Thank you very much. It is still pre-season. The players are back now. Uh, and we'll, of course, be back with another season following Watford uh, as we head down to the Championship. Uh, but we never know. We might do a few more potties between now and the season starting in July. Thank you so much uh, for listening. And do tell your friends. Come on, you horns!